You are listening to Impact My City, a podcast for the rising entrepreneur pursuing their endeavors to be the person they want to become. I'm your host, Danny Aguirre. In this podcast, you'll hear stories from entrepreneurs, influencers, and rising artists. You'll be able to learn from their experiences and cater it to your lifestyle. So let's get started. Welcome to Impact My City podcast. Thank you so much to you guys for listening thus far and just keep listening every week. I encourage you guys to keep listening as we get, start to get very impactful interviews and just very impactful conversation in order to improve you guys daily. That is the goal here and that's what we'd like to do. So in this weekly recap, I am talking about not only just what I went through with Satema um, and his very, very, very um, impactful story, but as well as just depression. I think that's something that I've been wanting to talk about, something I've been reading about, something that's been on my heart, something I have experienced myself. Um, if you haven't listened to the podcast with Satema, I encourage you to go listen to it. The guy is a fantastic guy. He was an NFL athlete who was making millions at one point and completely tumbled down the road and ended up losing it all being in the negatives, and then he definitely just turned that around and made that something that he didn't want to be with. And he created another million-dollar career with just performance and coaching. So with that, I want to go into depression because he experienced depression himself. With that, I want to talk about depression and mental health. I want to let you guys know that depression is a state of mind. It's a, it's a disorder, a mental health disorder with a lot of people don't really think about a lot of people don't know. And with that, a lot of people that go through depression that experience depression do not want to get help because they do not want to say that they are unmentally or they, they aren't mentally healthy, which is very sad in my opinion because we should be able to go seek help and not be able to feel subjected that we're going to get judged for saying that we aren't whole right there. So with depression, we experience it and I want to know why. Why do we experience depression as a whole? It's something that's been on my mind and from readings from uh, just experience from people that I've known, depression comes from amount of things. Financial uh, instability, people that experience financial crisis, there's a lot of people who experience relationship problems, experience loss. They just don't have the functions to be happy. There's a lot of things that cause it. Anxiety, that's a rising one. Anxiety, stress, very big rising one. So with that, I want to get into the facts. And Right here I have my notebook where I wrote down a few facts that completely just changed my emotions, changed my thought process about anxiety. So let me get into those. Depression is the leading cause of disability at the ages of 14 to 55. 60 to 80% of victims with depression can be treated effectively, but 80% don't get treated. A major cause of depression is anxiety and stress. Chronic depression leads to suicide. 110 people die from suicide daily. 3,500 attempts are made for suicide daily. Now, these are just some facts about depression. I'll get amongst more amongst teens, amongst college students that have definitely mind boggled me in the experience uh, of just reading these. And I really want to talk about these depression facts. 
first and foremost, I am a victim of depression. I have gone through it. Was it as severe as most people? Absolutely not. But I have experienced my own at a very young age. This is why it spoke so much volume to me. So at the age of 16 to 17, I have, in, I have, oh, I have overcome and definitely have gone through my ups and downs. And one of them that was really big on me was my relationships. I had a relationship with a female who's actually a really good friend of mine now. Uh, I take care of her brother and absolutely love her brother now. And uh, at the time, I definitely was just experiencing anxiety. And I used to think anxiety was almost a joke. People would tell me that they have anxiety. And I would say that's, that's a bunch of garbage. You're just saying that to get attention, because I didn't know what anxiety was. Anxiety to me was something that I thought was only in movies. And it definitely affected me when I broke up and got into this relationship. And um, just completely just altered my life when everything ended with this girl. For the reason being, she was my world. And when all this happened, I just lost it. I remember going to uh, Double Peak Park in San Marcos and just crying my eyes out when everything ended. Uh, it just, it definitely just ruined my, my life at the time. It felt like it was the end of the world. And with that, I remember one day I completely woke up from my nap or, or my sleep at one in the morning and I ran upstairs to my mom because I couldn't breathe. My heart was hurting and I just couldn't breathe. And I went to my mom, I tapped on her and I was barely breathing, telling her, call 911. There's something wrong with my heart. And I was crying and she got up, she was freaking out. She was like holding me. She was kept telling me, Danny, what's wrong? And I said, call 911. I can't breathe. I'm having problem breathing. She calmed me down and I was still like, very, very severe breathing. And through this, I, she called 911. They came, they put everything up to me, making sure that my heart was being monitored. And then they realized, okay, well, you have anxiety. And from then on, it changed my life completely that I had anxiety. There was times where I thought I was high. And I was I felt like I was high, completely high. I was like, well, what did I do? Did I smoke weed and just get uh, high for the rest of my life? Like what was going on? And so with this, I was experiencing a lot, a lot of, a lot, a lot of um, just insecurity. I was experiencing a lot of problems amongst myself. And through this, I found meditation to be one of the biggest things that helped me overcome anxiety, uh, it helped me become a little more neutral and find myself. And then losing all my friends was one of the best things that has ever happened to me. Because I was, ex I was able to find myself through the process, which most people aren't able to do. Most people find um, a deeper si side of depression, but I wanted more in my life. And for that reason, I found more and I can tell you guys a little bit more about that if you ask me about my story, but that's completely off topic. So I want to talk about depression. Um, and with that, a lot of the things we encounter with anxiety, depression, um, is stress, and there's a lot of stress in the world. And that's something amongst teens that I experienced at the age of 16 to 17, as I just shared, um, is happening right now as we speak. 
So getting into facts about depression amongst teens is 20% will experience depression before 18, 14% of teens suffered from depression these last 12 months. So this last year, 14% have suffered from depression. 15% of teens suffer with bipolar disorder. 15%. That is absolutely crazy. And what blows my mind before I got into these facts, before I started reading about depression and why we behave the way we do is there so many teens that have reached out to me while I was in high school, while I was in college that said, yeah, I have bipolar disorder. They would say, yeah, I'm depressed. And I was like, no, you're not like, that's definitely something you get for attention. And I think that's a lot of people. I think a lot of people when they hear it, they don't accept it. I think um, personally, people don't want to hear that. They don't want to accept it. And they run away from it because it makes them feel uncomfortable. Now, if you experience it, I want you to think about it. I want you to think exactly right now, how many people you know that have dealt with suicide, how, who have dealt with anxiety, that have dealt with stress, because those are leading causes and suicide's most likely the, the end cause, uh, sadly. And then after that, which we definitely do not want to happen is death. And to make somebody go through that experience, what causes it? So for teens, the number one thing is acceptance. Acceptance right now, trying to feel accepted in a world of just negativity. There's so much negativity out there, and that is one of the main causes for teens um, is trying to feel accepted when school is telling you that you're fat, when social media is telling you that you're ugly, um, when parents divorce, all this stuff that you see at a young age is telling you that you're not worthy, that you're not willing to be able to be successful in life, not getting accepted into the college you want to, um, having the world tell you that college is the only route for you, um, and telling you you need to figure out your life by the age of 18. That's definitely not it, and that's a lot. what a lot of people experience, is they feel like they have to grow up fast. They feel like they have to conform. They feel like they have to be this uh, the shoe size fits all type of person, but that's definitely not it. So teens are experienced depression and it's obviously a leading cause. And it makes so much sense to me because I've definitely seen teens go through this. I've definitely seen people at school go through this and it's sad because I didn't notice this before. I didn't really talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about depression. Nobody wants to talk about anxiety. They do not want to talk about their suicidal thoughts or anything like that. And uh, with these practices and with these facts um, that I've been reading about, it just totally just just speaks volume to me because I've, I've been there. I understand it. I understand what it feels like to be depressed. I understand how it affects us. Um, now going from teens to college years, because teens, as we evolve and we already have this feeling of unworthy, that's been beating us down that we have to brush off and we have to pretend like, oh, we can't talk about it. We have to pretend like, oh, well, we're, we're never going to be accepted. So let's get out of there. It starts moving to college when you graduate and you're like, okay, well now it's time to figure my life out. I got to move out of my house. And whether you don't move out of your house, that's another way of saying, hey, um, I got into a community college. And I'm never going to be worthy like the people that got into a four-year. That's also something that affects us. Um, but on top of that, we get anxiety and stress from schoolwork, from um, not understanding uh, if 
if this is the right career path for us or just not being able to decipher where we want to go in life. People think that that's the end of the world. And so here's like facts about, about uh, just depression, psychology of anxiety and stress amongst college students. So here it is 40 millions of us adults suffer from anxiety. And that is from ages 18 through 22. 75% experienced their first episode by the age of 22. 30% of college students claim stress has affected their academic performance. 41% of college students claim anxiety as their top concern. 24% take psychiatric prescribed drugs that are unneeded. So letting this resonate and kind of sitting down and kind of hearing all these it makes total sense. 100%. I know people from UCLA that have the best grades uh, that are just so screwed. They just, they're so over school. One of my, my brothers is taking um, definitely uh, Adderall all the time in order to focus, which is prescribed to ADHD, ADHD, ADAD victims, people that are diagnosed with that. And uh, if it's unnecessary for you to take, if you do not have those symptoms or you do not have that diagnosis, why are you taking it? And so on top of that, that's many college students uh, who are saying that they experience anxiety, stress, depression, especially if you're changing majors, which is a lot of students also, as well as when you get out of college, there's a fact that I believe it's 87% of college students do not use any of the things that they learned after they graduate, which causes causes a huge, huge, huge sense of stress, anxiety, depression, because you feel like you were useless. And now you have all the student loan debt, which ties into the financial part that I was talking to you guys about financial, uh, financial crisis, or just things with finance that cause you to have stress, cause you to have depression. Student loans is a huge factor. Debt is a huge factor. Car payments are a huge factor amongst students. Although that's a different topic to talk about on how you can reduce the amount that you spend. If you need help on that, please DM me um, at Leave on Impact on Instagram. Um, There's a lot more to the equation. So finance is one of them. Relationships is one of them, especially for college students and teens as well. Relationships, breaking up with people. As for me, that was my cause of relationships with your parents are a huge cause. There's also stress from schoolwork, trying to balance your work, your life, your education. On top of that, that's a huge factor. Judgment, acceptance, are not feeling worthy, as I said earlier, huge factor. And the problem is, is so many people are experiencing that today from social media, from what their friends are saying, from getting teased, from getting bullied, um, from getting cyber bullied, and a lot of social interaction as well, which is a huge factor, is via online. There's not a lot of social reaction of people walking around saying hello. Think about it. Back in the day, people would walk around. They would say hello, neighbor. They would say hello. How's your day going? When they would pass somebody, they would smile, say hello. When now we go to the mall, we go to places, if we're walking towards somebody, and it's just you and that person, you generally look down or try to ignore them or don't say anything, or you look at your phone, which is a huge factor people do. When you're standing in an elevator, 
you don't socialize, you talk quietly, and usually people pull out their phone. That's the number one instinct that people have. And why do we do that? Because our mind is saying, well, this is awkward. Let's pull out our phone. And that's a decision factor. And it becomes a habit. People start to do that habitually because they believe, okay, well, this is weird. I want to get out of this uncomfortable situation. So our mind, our personal instinct um, that we have when we're in uncomfortable situations is to get out of it by being on your phone. And then right when you get out that, that elevator, you put your phone back in your pocket. That's so many people. And I bet you all you guys listen on top of that, I want to go ahead and talk about how you can change this, how you can affect this behavior. Because now that we talked about it, I stated some facts, I've stated my opinion, a little bit about it, I want to talk about how you can get rid of it. Now, understand that I am no psychologist. I love reading about psychology, I love reading about neuroscience, I want to be able to help people. And that's why I created Leave on Impact. The best way to impact somebody is by changing their lives, because you can change generations, you can change, um, if you can help somebody that's that has suicidal thoughts, you can help some generations overcome it. Um, also, as well, people that usually commit suicide, their kids have a uh, 50% chance of committing suicide themselves, which is absolutely insane. Another fact that I have read, um, I believe, from thehealthline.com, I think that's what it was, 100%. Um, I just, it hits, it hits me a lot because I understand there's a lot of you suffering from suicide, suffering from depression, and I have been there the same way. I understand what it feels like. I understand uh, just the emotions that happen. And especially being in the military, one of my best friends, I was there when he was having a suicide, a suicidal thought, having depression, um, and he was tossing just having the worst behavioral issues, tossing everything in his room around, completely destroying his room, breaking his his chair, completely just hurting his wrist um, through the loss of losing the girl of his dreams per se. And it hit me a lot. So with that, I read a lot of things and I wanted to help him and I wanted to dive into it because I wanted to be able to help others through the career that I am pursuing in personal development. Now, these are the best ways that I have understood to really treat depression, or these are little things, little hints that you can do. Now, understand, like I said, I'm no psychiatrist. I have no background in helping people with psychological problems or depression or mental health, but these are the best things that I have done that have uh, affected me. So the number one thing I want to talk about is ants. Uh, this is a study by Doc Amen, a wonderful psych psychi psychiatrist, um, neurologist, and just able to help people around the world uh, off of brain scans. So the one thing he calls it is killing your ants. Your ants are your automatic negative thoughts. Now, negative thoughts are the number one driving factor in order for us to get into anxiety, stress, depression, because our mind creates all of this emotion, creates all of these um, thoughts of what causes depression or wh why we aren't worthy or why we're not accepted. So let's kill these negative ants before they get into our mind and before they cause us to get anxiety, stress, depression. So how do we do that? We get the negative thought, whatever it is, I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm, I'm depressed, I'm not this, I'm not that. And you ask, is it true? And once you dive into, is it true? You really want to find out, okay, well, is it true? Am I fat? Am I not? 
And then you want to really think about, okay, well, is it really true? Can I live with this? Can I not live with this? And then from there, you make a decision. Most of the time, it's not the end of the world. Most of the time, it's not the end of the world, and we're just overreacting. Um, now, if that means you're overweight, definitely go do something about it. Go act on it. Maybe uh, take a diet, do this, do that. But through that, don't say, I can't do this. I can't be smart. I can't be this. Because usually it's just an overreacting thing. Make that decision to reverse it. So that's the last step is reversing it is, am I fat? Okay, well, maybe I am fat. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to change that. I'm no longer going to be fat. Or let's say I'm, I'm ugly. Most of the time, 100% of the time, you are made beautiful. You are made beautiful within yourself. And there's no reason for you to feel ugly. So that's when you reverse it and you say, well, I'm beautiful. I was made in this image. And I'm not going to be accepted to what other people say of me. 100% I won't be accepted to what other people say to me. So that's something else that you can 100% do is you want to reverse it. And that's the experience. So is it true? Is it really true? Then you take your action. How do I act upon this? And then you reverse it. Reverse that negative thought immediately. Get rid of it. Don't have it in you. You don't need it. On top of that, once you get those ants and you're clearing those negative thoughts, you're going to fuel it with some happy energy. For instance, the ants are the way to kill the ants, kill the dirt that's in your chest, kill the dirt that's in your mind. Get it out of there. When you're cleaning a room, first thing you do is you get rid of the dirt, right? You vacuum, you clean, you dust, get rid of that dirt, get rid of that, that gunk. Now you fill it with some clean Febreze. You clean it with a nice scent, a candle, whatever it is. And that's what we're going to do. It's called glamorous is what I call it. Glam for short. You're going to give gratitude. Every day when you wake up or just in general, you're going to give gratitude. What are you thankful for? Thankful for, I'm thankful for being in the Air Force. I'm thankful for having my family. I'm thankful for my health. I'm thankful for being in my bed this morning. I'm thankful for being able to sleep in a bed this morning. I'm thankful for being mentally healthy. I'm thankful for what I know. There's so many things to be thankful for, and that's important for you to state. And then the next thing is love. Find something that you love, not necessarily somebody because you can get wrong with that. Don't go out there and be like, okay, well, I need somebody to fill my depression. I need somebody to, to make me feel better. No, that's 100% not the case. And that's one of the reasons why most people get tied in to depression is through relationships. So go find something you love. Go find something you love doing. And now there's a lot of people out there that say, I don't have any feeling of love anymore. I don't have feeling of this or that but you do have something you once loved. You do have family that you love. And with that, you need to go find ways to better that, whether it's relationships, whether it's, um, whether it's money, whatever it is that you love, you need to find a way to focus on it and find a way to 100% commit to it to be better and impact through it. Why? Because like Tony Robbins says, a, a great guy, a great person on self-development is that growth creates happiness. Now think about that. Growth creates happiness. When we want money, we, we get happy when we have a certain amount of money because we're growing, we're getting a certain amount. Um, for instance, if you're getting great at wrestling, you're going to be the best wrestler and you're happy because you're growing, you're perfecting your craft. So through growth, you create happiness. 
through success, you create happiness and that's because growth. So go out and create a plan and goals that you can achieve so you can experience these timelines and experience these deadlines of, okay, well, I achieved this. And little victories create very, very, very great ways of creating happiness because when you experience these little victories, they become big victories after time. And so when you experience these little victories, you're creating happiness. So create deadlines, create timelines, create goals, create monthly goals, create weekly goals, create daily goals. So you can understand that you're getting better within the process. And that is loving yourself. That is finding love um, in what you do and what, who you are and just finding love. It's very important. I'm not saying finding love within others. I'm saying finding love within yourself, within your activities, which brings us to this third part of glam, which is action um, or being active action or active, whatever one you want to choose. You want to be able to take action. You want to be active in what you do, get up and get off your butt and go to, to a gym, go work out, go do something, go run, find something that, that it will cause you to have um, some source of sweating, some source of being active, whether that's rock climbing, whether that's running, whether that's um, jump roping, boxing, whatever it is, find ways to find action, find ways to get active because you are generally happier after you have achieved something you are definitely happier when you get active. So go out and have those, those occurring actions, those, those active um, areas of your life where you're running, you're doing things in order to stay active and better yourself, your body, and better your image. That's something that people will have growth in, and that's something that people will love doing at the end of the day because they're getting active, they're losing weight, they're looking better, they're feeling better. And in all, that makes you perform better. So being active is a huge part. Now, the last part is just staying motivated. That's the last part for glam is staying motivated. How do you stay motivated to wake up early, do everything I just said, and listen to positivity. Stop listening to the junk you listen to. I'm not bashing on any rappers out there or anything like that, but what we listen to and what we consume it's kind of like the same thing as what you eat. You, what you are is what you eat or what you eat is what you are. What you are is what you eat. I'm pretty sure you guys understand the reference, but what you consume is what you become. What you think is what you become. So if you motivate yourself by listening to positivity, listening to Ted talks, listening to different um, consumption of media that is positive for you rather than the crap that's on the news, you will definitely experience a healthier lifestyle, a happier lifestyle, and conform to happiness, conform to health, and in all, you'll be a better person from it. So with that, that is glam. And I want to repeat that. What is glam? It is gratitude, love, action slash active, and motivate. Gratitude, love, action, motivate. Gratitude, love, action, motivate. That is glam. Now, what are ants? automatic negative thoughts and how do you knock them out you go and you see if if it's true you ask yourself if the negative thought is true is it really true after you ask yourself is it really true you're going to really dive into okay well how can i fix that what what's the steps that i need to take and then after that you're going to reverse the thought reverse the thought and kill those ants get rid of the ants get rid of the gunk and once you get rid of the gunk you act with glam so live a glamorous lifestyle guys you really want to live a glamorous lifestyle to get rid of that now i'm not suggesting that for people that are definitely darkly in depression uh can't really 
take care of their mental state. If that is you, please, please, please seek help. Please DM me, talk to me if you ever need anything. On top of that, understand that I'm with you. I've been there. I've done that. And that there's no reason for you to be scared during this. There's no reason for you to feel I can't talk to anybody. That's not me. I definitely don't have it because everybody experiences it. Maybe not everybody, but most people. I've definitely seen most people experience it. I'm definitely a victim. And the thing is, is you're more important and you have a purpose. And most people need to understand that you have a purpose and that you don't need to conform to it. So in all guys, that is the end of this podcast. And I want to say thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with me. If you need anything, please DM me at leave on impact. That's leave on impact on Instagram. Uh, if you need to reach me, I'm also on email, leaveonimpact at gmail.com. And I will eventually also be on YouTube. That is something I'm working on. So this is our weekly recap. Go check out Satema's and I's interview, the NFL player who lost it all and gained much more through what he has learned. Um, he's also a Super Bowl champion for the New England Patriots versus the Rams in 2001, I believe, 2000 or 2001, one of those years. Uh, he won a Super Bowl ring, and that was the start of the Patriots streak of the Super Bowl. Um, so definitely go check that out. As well as, like I said, if you need anything, please DM me. Talk to me. Um, if you want to just talk, just talk about anything, whether it's finance, whether it's building an income, whether it's um, mental health, whatever it is, fitness, whatever. You DM me. You let me know. I'm here for you guys for a completely free cost go ahead, reach out and have a fantastic day. You were listening to impact my city. Tune in next week for more knowledge and find ways to fulfill your dream.